Hey there, Friday Night Movie family. This is a very special South by Southwest edition of the podcast. We will be in Austin on the ground at the Wonder House, which is being put on by the amazing folks at the University of Arizona. It's taking place at Cafe Blue, downtown Austin, March 11th through 14th. We'll be there every day from about noon to five, recording the show with amazing filmmakers and actors and creators. But as usual, we also invite audience members to come up and be on the show and we'll definitely have some amazing swag to give away so make sure to follow us at friday night movie on all of the socials and come and see us at the wonder house in austin And welcome to a South by Southwest episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast broadcast. I don't know if we're broadcasting. We're recording from the University of Arizona's incredible Wonder House activation here on 2nd Street. And with us we have a brilliant Canadian artist, filmmaker, TV maker, writer. All of them. Actor, comedian, Kevin Yee, who has created a, a really emotional and funny, emotional and funny is how I would describe it, uh, independent pilot for a guide to not dying completely alone. Yes, that's me. <laughs> I, I just, I, I need to already interrupt and say, I love the title. Thank you. Of I thought it was already a show. That's how, like, it just feels so natural. I was like, oh, we're getting the person. Oh, no, it's new. We're like, oh, this is dropping on Netflix, right? Because (laughs) that's, like, such a, a, that title just sucks you in. From your mouth to the universe's ears, (laughs) please. Netflix. Well, maybe not Netflix. Okay, Um, yeah. yeah. She canceling stuff. Yeah, you want, you want, you want, you want, like, an Amazon that commits. Yes, exactly. Full series commitment. They know how to go, they know how to get into a long-term relationship. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is so short nowadays. But yes, a guide to not guide. I think it's also because, and the concept of the show is that it's a self-help book, so it sounds like a self-help book. Yes. Yes. And it's of something course. you would buy and be like, oh yeah, it's a sassy self-help book, and it's gonna help me. <laughs> and even with all of the expectations of sassy self-help book, of which it has that vibe, mm-hmm. it has an element of mystery. It has an element of tragedy. I don't know how much you want to give away in this short, but there's there's a clear there's a meditation on a relationship between a father and son. Yes, I believe it's father and son. Although at one point I was like, is this a multiverse thing? And, and we're we're looking at two self? parallel lives. Yeah, like the parallel lives or the yes. future self. You like a little good place, a, a little good place thing happening yeah. there. No, I love it. Yeah, because one person had a completely different view of what that was, and I was like, interesting. You thought that. That's not what it was. And then I told my director, and he's like, that's why you pre-screen, Kevin. And I'm like, well, if we pre-screened it and it was wrong and other people said, you know, this Uh feedback, what were we going to do? Reshoot it? (laughs) I have no money. It's a 30-minute pilot. I could only afford 11 minutes. So you get what you get. Well, I will say, if it aired on traditional TV, which who wants to be on traditional TV? But at the point that there would be that commercial break, Mm-hmm. And the father opens up and sees the book, mm-hmm. and you see the newspaper clipping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, this is it. I need more. Yeah, and yeah. that's the point because you know it's a pilot, and we want people to want to watch more. And so, and especially in an 11 minute format, I had to leave him 
the little twist at the end. Most of my most of my shows, because now every day is every show is like binging, so yes. everything is like you have to leave it with a cliffhanger. Right, right. <laughs> every act has a cliffhanger. There's three cliffhangers in tell, an episode. Tell us what you think of this. Becky's husband finishes watching a binging show episode and then we'll watch the next five, ten minutes of the next episode and then he goes to bed. <laughs> I won't lie, I do that too. Yeah, because I just need to know and then I also need to know in this next episode are you going to like give me that reveal or is this going to be one of those filler or buffer episodes and nothing's happening and when it's one of those fillers you're like oh I'm just going to go to bed it's oh like, yeah I I'll pick those. you back up tomorrow well this is also the thing I'm turning back into a network person because oh. I want to see a, a story contained in a half hour or hour I want to yeah. know the beginning I know I want to know who the villain is and I want him <laughs> caught by the end of the hour I don't want to watch eight episodes to know but if you bring yeah. that aesthetic I think it's such a cool what I think the rules are so open these days that you can right. bring that mentality but then throw it in an indie artistic funny context like you're doing yeah. and you, you know you that I feel like that's how you get the crazy ex-girlfriends and the Jane the Virgins and and those types of shows that is a little bit the vibe that like or the part of my algorithm that hit me with your show mm-hmm. was was that show but what are the shows that are your algorithm that that influenced you or or, may, or maybe you didn't want to emulate maybe this is just your own new thing yeah you know I watch a lot of British TV so like I like the <laughs> six episodes I, I say that I'm going into network now but I I'm more influenced by the binge Stuff. More of a Channel 4 BBC ITV. Like BBC. Episode, I episode. love a pretentious show. I just want <laughs> I want money thrown at every shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, what influenced me? Yeah, like I love Please Like Me. Do you guys know that show? It's an Australian show. Oh, yes, show. of course. I Beautiful. love that one. Yeah, Josh. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so funny. He's so funny. That um, is a great but yeah, Love like reference. growing up though, I just because it's also a queer agent-centered show that I wrote, I, I don't have any comps, because like I yeah. just feel like it was not there, and so I was trying to create what I thought a queer agent-centered show would look like, and that's difficult because like not seeing yourself reflected and also not being able to really explore that in my career because I still have to fit into Hollywood's kind of structure you're going to come up with something different and so that's kind of what this is it's hard for me to give comps for anything that I do. It's so interesting you say that they're not really being another reference because not at all in in tone or style but the another show special which is a queer centered show but about someone with a physical disability and that is not something you've seen before and so the and and what is fantastic about that as with yours is that the more specific the story gets about a person's experience who they are in this world the more universal that appeal actually is and so well we don't have your experience the window that we got into your world into the world of this character is very very interesting and I'll I'll boil down here I am not a queer Asian guy from Vancouver. What? No. What? I am a cis straight Jew from Montreal, <laughs> uh-huh. but I have a very loving but complex relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. And at the heart of your story, I, I can tell is this struggle between parents and kids and generational responsibility and living your dreams. And that shines through so much that I feel like I can... I can 
learn about your experience and your view, but also I felt very like very close to it as you were as you were as you were, as I was watching it. Is I that, love that is that a good thing? I mean, yes. is that well because I, I I've been in the industry since I was a child. So I wow. I my first paid job was when I was six years old. Oh my goodness, what was a it? Performer. Whoa. Well, I was at first I started in theater. So the first job I was for theater was The King and I. It was a touring production, and I wow. and I got paid. Like I think like two hundred dollars for a couple of weeks or something, and then I did some TV. I was in Lamb Chops Play Along. That's what? my big uh, Sherry, we, we knew that, but we weren't. We didn't okay, know okay. if you wanted to bring it <laughs> up. Are you yeah, kidding? Like, no, it's like especially I for Jews, Lamb Chops like a big deal. <laughs> Sherry yeah, yeah, Lewis, no, there's, it's I one of the few her. Hanukkah episodes we have. Talk about having your culture <laughs> seen. Like uh, we have like five Hanukkah episodes of television that we watch every year, and one of them is Lamb Chops. I love it. Is it an hour special? It's something like that. Yeah, yes. I need to watch that. <laughs> no, it's, I've just been in the industry for so long, and then it's. Like, I also realize that we need to have a more connective tissue. Like, and so a lot of stories I think that are specifically queer and Asian, which I think is really important, mm -hmm. it is so specific and it lives in a bubble. But for me, I want to be able to reach across the aisle and have my specific story be told, but have people relate to it, whether you be a straight white gender <laughs> man from, from uh, Jewish from, guy from Jewish Montreal. guy from Montreal, right? So I want to be able to do that. That. And but I think with this show too, the themes of it aging and like mm -hmm. you know um, mortality—it's oh, things yeah. that we all think about in family relations and generational trauma yep. being passed down. These are all things that we all think about. But it's the viewpoint from the queer Asian person that makes a difference. But it shows how we all are similar, not how we're different. Yeah. And yeah. I think we need those stories as well as stories that do live in a bubble. We need specific stories too, but because I work and write for television and act in television and other people's projects, I still do have to fit into those worlds without just being like, this is me and I'm going to be aggressive about it. It's like you have to still bridge that gap. And especially now with a very divided well, <laughs> world yeah. that we I, live in. Having seen your film, I'm so excited that you are using your voice, your experience to get into that specificity. Um, because like I said before, it it actually really allows us to connect very deeply yeah. to what you're creating. Yeah. So... It, your whole career. So I, I we first oh, yeah. of all, a guide to not dying completely alone. Yes. Premiering at South by Southwest tonight. Tonight, tonight which is the twelfth. The twelfth of March. Listen, the twelfth of March. Competing with the Oscars. That's what's <laughs> uh, happening. We've been awake for like three days. So. Oh yeah, um, no, me too. <laughs> so, March twelfth. Where? I want to make sure we hit that. Um, the Alamo. Oh, the Alamo's Alamo. Alamo. Is it great. good? Oh, it's okay. it's like the place That's to see great. the shorts. That's like great. that is. It's a party. It's great, and you I'm can excited. order food and drinks while you're watching the movie. Uh, I did so, not know that. It's yeah. like a big relief because I keep on. There's like no time to eat. So yeah, That's I've not good. had a solid meal since I've gotten here. Take a break. Order something to eat. Enjoy the movie. So, but let's talk also about your amazing yeah. career. So, we listed all the things you were as a multi-hyphenate, right? Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Do you have a favorite role that you like to play? A favorite role? Well, I mean, oh, you mean, I mean of all the things. Uh, like, a uh, writer, producer, director, uh, you know, um, actor, comedian. Yeah. Like, which is the Stand one up, that... which is like, I'm amazed. I'm like, oh, because the film is, I mean, the, the, the piece is dramatic I mean it yeah moment, but it's dramatic and it, you're like talking about stand-up I'm like what I know. What? Tell me more about this. I actually, this Give is me the only story. I was thinking this is the only time I've been dramatic on screen. 
Oh, I am wow. very much a comedy person. Which makes sense. All of why he's so this, good. This is our. <laughs> that this is makes the theme. Sense. That's why you're so good. You think comedians are good at drama? Amazing. That that we just yeah. we were just talking about Rachel Sennett, um, who was in um, Shit of Baby and, and Bottoms, mm-hmm. but we, her dramatic film is here, and also a comic kind of known as a stand-up and a comic like knock it out of the park dramatic performance. Mm, so and and we keep getting the feedback from people here that like comedic actors actually have a harder job. So when they go to do drama. They're yeah. They're you able to really that balance. vulnerability. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how that. Like, it's just such a personal piece. I think that's yeah. how I made that performance happen. But yeah, I've never been that emotional on TV at all. Um, yeah, I. I would say. Well, okay. Let's go through them. First of all, like stand up. I, I did work in stand-up for a long time. I toured. I have a special. Currently, I think it's streaming on Peacock. It keeps oh. going back and forth. Oh, I'm a fun. big Peacock fan, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, He's I'm, keeping Peacock. I'm, 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 like, the only I'm like the yeah. Peacock guy. He, I'm always recommending a Peacock show. And then he sends Peacock emails being like, this is the stuff I love about what you're doing. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's like... He's I have a friend who works at Peacock, so I oh, email Oh, I see. Well, no, but you're I, an inside guy. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I, not, this is not a friend who needs my, my validation, but I'm just like, I really love this one. Say, no, right, he right, sends right. fanboy letters to Peacock about oh my their gosh. Now you're what just, is on no. there? What is on Peacock? Okay, so first of all, <laughs> okay, here we go. This the, is the best part of the show when I get to troll shot. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the Calling, which is Never heard of it. about an Orthodox Jewish detective. Stop. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that. a comedy. It's like very dark oh, mystery I show. It was a comedy. <laughs> That's what most people. Could've I was like excited. Could have gone either way. Orthodox Jewish detective. Fent- uh, within ver- that community, or just in general. He is. I don't know the full story of the character. He's kind of removed from the community. Okay. So, but he's very connected to it. So there's like a spirituality. He's like a Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> right. but orthodox. But but the the cases are within the community, or he. No. The, in the first the season. Okay. They're not in the community. Okay, interesting. But I don't know what's going to happen in the other seasons. Right. Um, Poker Face, Natasha Leone's new. I have heard of that one. N- yeah. Mystery yeah. show. Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson. And uh, you know, I'm a sucker for the Night Court reboot because I was raised on that show. Like reboot, <laughs> reboot, reboot. Kevin's like, <laughs> I'm out. Reboot everything. <laughs> um, it's good though. But I would rather Peacock pick up a guide to not dying completely alone. So I'm gonna send that in an email. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I'll finally get Peacock. I'll be like, okay, I'm on Peacock now. Let me watch it. No. Or you'll be like, I've never even seen my own show. Yeah, I, like, I refuse. <laughs> we talked. We talked to someone recently off the air, so I won't say who. Who their thing was on Stars, and we were like, we're so excited, we're gonna watch it, and they were like, yeah, I don't even have Stars. Is that- yeah. <laughs> well, I was on a show for three seasons called Dickinson on Apple TV. Oh yeah, of course. And luckily, I had free. Yeah. <laughs> because they keep giving you they, the free one. Well, they hadn't like, done Ted Lasso yet. Now everybody has it. Like Ted Lasso, people are afraid if they don't. Yeah. You know, like they'll miss something. Oh no, I've I've kept the subscription for the next season. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting and I think it ends in July, but Ted Lasso comes out before that, so I'm like, yeah. perfect. And then I'll cancel it and it no. Yeah. Okay, so you're a stand up, you toured. Yeah, I would I would say though the pandemic killed that. Okay. Yeah. Like, that makes it my last really hard. show was like the beginning of March of twenty twenty, and then I just was like, I think the passion for that is gone. I did a couple shows on Zoom and I was like this is painful, and then I, so I don't really do stand-up, and I haven't gone back to that yet. Um, I have been writing in writing rooms, and I I do like that because I think that I can be the change that I want to see That's better really cool. than I could as an actor. 
Oh. But I will say acting is what I miss a lot. And um, Kiwei Kwan, he talked about mm-hmm. when he stepped away and he was in be doing stunts. And he, he had convinced himself that he was done with acting and doing stunts. But knowing that there just weren't roles for him to play. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel with writing where I've realized that I am, it's kind of like a defense mechanism where I know I can do it and I can work, but I miss performing. So now I've just finished like my third writing room and I'm like actually on Wednesday. <laughs> so I'm like fresh out. This is actually kind of a vacation as well for me. Nice. Right. But you have like, a great vacation shirt. Yes, yeah. thank you. I know it's from Palm Springs, so it's like flowery. <laughs> no Love one can it. see it, but it's amazing. Um, and so I'm like, I think I want to just transition back into acting a little bit more. Well, what better way than to be the creator, showrunner, actor, writer? I think it's. I think this is one of the great things about a guide to not dying completely alone is that, like, I don't know you, but I I could just tell like this is your voice. Like whatever, like Ben and so actually that's my next question. Yeah. How similar are Ben and Kevin, for real? Uh, yeah. It's a good question. I. And this is a maybe I'm like, is this a succinct answer? It feels you don't need to, it's a podcast, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it just feels like we are it is he's definitely ex- an extension of me. The biggest difference is that I don't think he knows what his dream is or that he has a dream. He and so he's more stuck in like this really dark rut, whereas like being in show business is always a moment like tomorrow or even at the screening, someone's like. I'm picking it up. Your life is changing. <laughs> like there's this Hollywood thing that keeps pulling. And for Ben, he's he is a writer, he's a novelist, but he's not like doesn't have that type of dream and he's trying to figure it out. So he doesn't have I think he's in a much darker, bitchier place than me. Um, so he's a bitchier extension of me, which is hard to be bitchier than me. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> he's just a he's an extreme version of myself, I would say. Right. I mean, and uh, you're a fellow Canadian. Yes. yes. This is very important to us because Canadian artists, mm-hmm. like Canada, is the, per capita probably one of the greatest producing of artists in the entire it's world. Gotta be. I think so. I. I will say that I've I moved away quite young. My family is still in Vancouver, though, and um, so Canada doesn't really claim me. <laughs> well, well, we're we claiming, are claiming you. you. Thank you. We're taking you back. Yeah, I was like looking you. at the like these are the Canadian projects here, and my name was not on it. Oh. I was like, you know well, what? You know Canada what? House. It, I'm gonna go. Buy it. And part of how we secured this interview was by saying we're Canadian too. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was our that was part of our pitch. We're like oh, we have it. we have love for we want to make sure we're raising up all the Canadians. Yeah, even the ones living in Los Angeles. Well, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, look, Al- Alanis yeah. lives in Los Angeles, and she's gonna look never too hot. You know her first. I bet song? she has a home though. Like yeah, she's in probably Vancouver like, Island or something. something. <laughs> Some like ocean front. Something. She's probably got a she's got to look at a few houses at this point. Yeah, we got Alanis. She's there once a once a year. Just for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin, before we get you out, we really want to make sure um, one something that's really important to our listeners is to hear people's shout outs and recommendations because that's a whole thing mm. we do on our show. What What are you Other than a guide to not <laughs> Other than a guide to not dying completely alone, yes. which everyone should watch once it becomes a full series yes. on one of the streamers we we're sure uh, we're, we believe Peacock. A Peacock. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's on Peacock. Streaming, on Peacock. streaming one day. Yeah, yeah. Um 
what are other things that either you're working on or that you are watching or that inspire you that you want other people? Um, let's see. Check out. I, well, I first of all want to say, okay, this is off topic, but I'm, I'm amazed at you both. <laughs> that you can, first of all, this is so much fun. Second of all, that you have concentration. If people could see where we are right now, <laughs> like we just got waters put down. There's partiers. There's VR there's, right behind I, you. I, yeah. What is the VR? Anyways, um, there's so much going on. I let's see. I'm kind of I'm weird because like especially during the pandemic, my um, attention span is zero. Yeah. So I have a hard time watching anything that's not Bob's Burgers. Oh, that oh, is wow. my my kids are love are gonna love this. My kids Kids, that's their that's their show. I love Bob's Burgers, they, and I watch it like twice a day. Once with my lunch, and once with dinner. And the, I just like, and I, I just keeps like binging it over and over. My my kids watch it over and over and over again. Okay, so wait, can we take a quick Bob's Burger before we? I know you're busy. Okay, yeah. wanna, Okay, I'm so just really busy. Favorite character on Bob's Burgers? Oh boy. Because this is tough, because I feel like when you start, it's really easy to have Louise be your favorite. But now I'm like deep into Gene world, Gene and Linda. Like I'm deep into Gene and Linda world. I'm going to go more Bob. Bob? Because, oh. You know why? Because Bob. My kids call me the Bob of the family, so I oh, feel very that's happy. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> I think the whole show is around somebody who's a dreamer. Uh, and that is Bob. And, and I always see like him. His love of his family gets him into these weird places. <laughs> like you think about how many, how much trouble Linda has got Bob into. <laughs> That's true, and he loves her so much. And he just deals with it, and so like that kind of dreamer aspect is like something that I really connect to. Oh my goodness! So I watch Bob's Burgers, but it's not a new recommendation. People no, have heard it, of it. It doesn't have to be something new. It just has to be it, what it, you endorse. We yes. go on the personal algorithm. That's what we yes. like. We don't. Yeah. We like when yeah. people tell us what's so. Right. And yeah. is there anything you want the audience to know that like is coming or, or you know we don't want, don't give any secrets away. I won't give any secrets away, but it has been announced. I've written on a show called Haley's on it. Cool. It's oh, on I like Disney the... Channel. Yeah, it's nice. like Haley's Comet or Haley's on it. <laughs> and um, it comes out in the summer supposedly. That's supposedly. great. But it stars Ali'i Cravajo who played Moana <gasps> and then Manny Jacinto who played wow. Jason on a good place. Yes. So it's we Asian know. led. I love him. Wow. Yeah. And oh, it's really and funny. And I think you can watch it with your kids. My kids, and I, I already. It. I know my kids like, are going to sign up for this right oh, away. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like totally their kind of thing. That's but amazing. the adult. The, the there were so. I mean, of course, there were adults in the writers' room, but we we have this like very like adult comedy vibe. So I think That's it's awesome. one of those things that like. Of course, it's clean. It's not dirty I, or anything. No, we, it's still we, Disney, my, I show my kids bad. all sorts of shit. Yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah. like, don't worry. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched Unpregnant with my 11-year-old oh, wow. and 9-year-old the other day. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. But, no, but, but I think I love it when it. it speaks on both levels. That's yeah, amazing. so I'm hoping, like, adults will tune in as well. Amazing. I mean, we are, we will. I yeah. can tell you, we're hey. already going to yeah. watching out for it. We will, we will watch. Yeah, there's so much I want to say about it, but I can't yet. But yeah. I will say this one thing, one episode that I wrote is a musical episode. <gasps> Amazing. That's all I'll say. All right. All we're all in. We're on a, we're on a deck Ke at South by Southwest. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Yee. Yes. A guy to not dying completely alone. Yes. Also, Haley's on it. Thank you so much for joining the Friday Night Movie family. Yeah. And have an amazing festival. Thank you. Thanks for having Hi. me. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Movie, the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast. 
Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Friday Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FridayNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.